Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. There's no one like our God, no one at all. Gave his son for us, Jesus the Lord. Who can love us like he does? Welcome back to all of our listeners. Welcome back. We're talking about the message that was released this Sunday, July 31st, called Grab, Trust, and Move. Of course, if you're listening to this at some other time, you are always welcome to go back. All that stuff is kept in our archive on YouTube and strongly suggest that you go back and hear this powerful, powerful message of God, life-changing words uh, that God had uh, used Pastor Tanya to deliver, who's uh, sitting to my left here. Hey, everybody. Glad you're here. So I wanted to talk a little bit uh, or go a little bit deeper on what you were talking about on Sunday. And I was thinking about this idea of prayer. Pastors are always encouraging our congregants to pray, trying to teach them the power and the importance of prayer, how our prayers matter, how they're effectual, um, how they need to be faith-filled and fervent. And uh, we try to teach them all these things about prayer. And then we also teach them uh, how to have expectant prayer, that they should expect results uh, of that of which they are praying. Right. And it's a very important part of prayer. And that we, we talk about how God is a, a yes and amen God. I, I like to say there's only three or four ways that God will answer a prayer. He'll say yes, no, not yet, or you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> those are the four ways I think that God really answers our prayers. And, and so, you know, sometimes we do get a no. Sometimes, some, even though we're expecting a yes, sometimes we do get a no. I think Garth Brooks had a really famous song about unanswered prayers. He does a really good job in the beginning. If I'm remembering correctly, some of these lyrics, I think he had fallen in love with a, uh, his high school sweetheart, and he prayed that the Lord would eventually have them marry, and they didn't. They broke up, and he was, you know, had to go through that whole thing uh, about, you know, God, this is what I wanted, and I didn't get it. And then he had a, another encounter with her later on in his life, and he was with his wife by his side, and he couldn't be more thankful for the unanswered prayer. Well, I remembered more about that than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, he says some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered Okay, prayers. yeah, there it is. So we don't always win. Sometimes God says no. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes we get a no because we're in a fight. Mm-hmm. We're in a real fight with a real enemy. You know, the Bible reveals that there is a, a principality over the air and principalities that dwell in the earth and oppose the things of God. We also have the the will mm-hmm. of six billion, seven billion other humans on the earth that could thwart uh, prayers. So, so because of opposition, we don't always win. Right. And that's what you were talking about on Sunday. At least at one point, you were talking about how how we don't always win. And you were talking about it in connection to um, because of sin and sin nature and mm-hmm. and what happened when uh, when sin entered the earth. It's easy to to become we get we get so accustomed to it's so good to be a king's kid. <laughs> and we get so accustomed to uh getting so many yeses from God and attaboys and pats on the back and God's you know words of encouragement and and you know all these like feelings of of love and acceptance from the king. It really is quite lovely 
to to be a child of God, to to be part of his kingdom. But the the downside of that is that it's also easy to become an entitled Christian or a spoiled Christian. You're like, well, God said that if I that if I bind this thing, it'd be bound. And if I loosed this thing, it would be loosed. And how come that hasn't happened? And how, how do we keep from becoming spoiled Christians? <laughs> that is such a, a good question. Um, yeah, we, we don't always win, quote unquote, but we can take that and, and bring it to the Lord. I think when we become spoiled, a lot of times when, when God answers in a way that we feel is unfavorable because we're being basically a brat, you know, we're being selfish, then we stop. We just stop fighting. Fighters don't stop fighting just because they lose. They go to their gym and they train harder and they think, okay, well, what happened? Okay, let's let's train this and let's prepare for the next battle. And I think a way that we can keep from becoming like entitled, spoiled brats is by preparing for the next battle, by studying up on scripture, by really taking the word apart and seeing, you know, what does the Lord mean by this? By getting deeper into not into, yes, into scripture, but not just scripture, like get in your concordance and start looking up, well, what's the Hebrew? What's the Greek of this word? What, what is really saying? Like find the power and when we can find the power in the word, we can bring that to our next battle. You know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about, uh, I had an interesting thought cross my mind, is there, there's not going to be any disappointment in heaven. Mm-hmm. There's, there isn't going to be no's in, in heaven, right? The, the battle's already won. Mm-hmm. So if we pray for something, and let's say we're in the fray, mm-hmm. or, or the answer is just no for whatever other reason, now, while we're alive in this lifetime, it's our only opportunity to worship God anyways. Right. So even though God said no, or even though I lost it in the battle, I still have the opportunity to worship God in a posture that I will not be able to worship him at at any other time in, in heaven. When we face a no or even a loss, which I say, quote unquote, loss because God wastes nothing, right? He's the redeemer. Exactly. He's the ultimate redeemer. Our attitude in that is going to say a lot about the kind of fighter we become and how we treat God in our like, well, that's not how I understood it. You know, is he God or are you? So I think our attitude is going to say a lot about us and it's going to shape our growth. Yeah. And I think uh, that expectant hope that I was talking about, because, you know, as a pastor, I'm I'm happily guilty of this as well, teaching teaching our church to to be expectant in in their prayers. I think expectant hope is paramount in keeping faith active. I I, I think if we expect if there if there's expectation to our hope that it can really help to to revitalize and re-energize and really keep faith alive. It's it's a heart check too to see where's my heart at with what I'm expecting. Like am I being selfish? is what's my motive? Like, what am I expecting from the Lord? Because the Lord's not, uh, he's not like a slot machine. Here, I'm going to put in my quarter, I'm going to pull the thing, and money's going to come out. My hope, my thing is going to come out. Like, God's not on on demand. Like, he is our God, and we are his people. So when we realize the situation that we're in, and the condition of our flesh, and sin nature, uh, all, all these things, 
those things can help keep us from becoming entitled. Yet hope has a sound to it. Hope has a sound unique unto itself. Hope has a sound of, of its very own. In fact, I like to say that your, your voice is your address in the spirit. Your voice is how God knows how to send his deliverers mm-hmm. to you, how, how to find you. So how can we use our voices to keep hope alive? Speaking out by using them. You know, God has given us this voice. I, I do love that you say that, that your voice is your, your address. You know, that's what God's looking for. A lot of times we just stay silent and we don't speak out and we don't say anything. And a lot of times we internalize our hope and we internalize our desperation. But if we would just speak it out, I mean, we can we can say that desperation and, and just give him our honest heart with our voice by saying, Lord, here's where I am right now. And I need you. I need your help. And it's that honest heart that that honest desperation that sends God to you. So speaking of honesty, I'm going to quote you. You said uh, in, in Sunday's message, grab trust and move. You said the price tag for a miracle, which I think is interesting anyways. I think that's, that's, that's an interesting start of a statement. Like <laughs> I, I hear that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I'm in, right? <laughs> you said the price tag for a miracle is obedience and honesty toward God. Tell us more about that. Okay, first of all, I'm, I'm going to preface that with, it's not us, like Jesus took care of everything at the cross. So um, for those of you who are getting all, well, Jesus did, yes, he did. He did it all. For us, though, God has left the door open for us to approach him. We're his kids. We can still approach him and come to him and say, Abba, Father, Daddy, I, we need this. Look at, look at the world. It's, it's broken here, Lord. Send me to fix, fix this. Use me, to, use me as your vessel. But I, so what I was saying with that, the price tag for a miracle is obedience and honesty toward God is that quick yes, Lord, and then putting some legs on it. When God says go, get up and go. Don't, don't ask how, don't ask what's next. Don't, don't try to plan the whole picture. When God gives you a command, you carry out that command. That's obedience with nothing else in your hand. You just carry out the command. Yes, Lord, let's go. And then that honesty toward God. Look, you're not hiding anything. You can't hide anything. He's God, right? He knows. But to bring your honest heart to him, Lord, I'm here. Lord, I need you. He's when when we can bring that desperation and that honesty to him, he comes through. I believe when I had talked about that in the message, I was talking about when Megan Boudreaux had met this little girl at the fountain. She was little uh, Rustavec and, and go listen to the message if you don't know what I'm talking about. She was this little slave child. She was talking to her, trying to tell her something. She had been beaten. She was bloody. She was bruised. And she was speaking a different language than what the author understood, and the author's translator was not there. She only had this little tiny girl trying to tell her something and a heart that wanted to help. And so she's like, I can't help this girl if I can't understand her. Lord, help me. I need to understand this girl. And all of a sudden, bam, she could understand her. She was given a a command, go. She went. Then she meets this little girl. She's in a desperate situation. She doesn't have a translator to depend on. She has to depend on the Lord. She's in a position where she has to depend on the Lord or this little girl's not going to get help. She was desperate. 
And it was that desperation. It was that honest heart that says, Lord, I need this. I need this now. It wasn't a selfish motive. It was to help this little girl. It was to answer the call. And when she laid that out before the Lord, bam, she could understand. She got a miracle because she laid down those things. She laid down. She said, yes, I'll go. And she said, Lord, here's what I need in my going. She didn't wait until she, she didn't build up to it. She's like, I'm, I've gone. Here's what I need now in this, in this particular situation. Right now, Lord, I need this. And of course, the right now God came through. So another thing that you said during this message was don't try and make sense of the world or the battles that you lose. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we try to make sense of the world, the world or the battles that we, you know, quote unquote, lose, our mind is stuck in the past. Our mind is stuck in the why God, why? And we end up whining about it, but nothing's getting done because our thoughts are not onto what God's called us. And it's so easy to fall into the trap of trying to figure everything out or making sense of everything that happens all the time. And God said in Philippians 4, not to be anxious or worried, but with thanksgiving to make our requests known to him. And he said that if we do that, God's peace, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So we learn that if I want the peace that passes all understanding, I have to give up my right to understand, or I have to give up my desire to understand everything. So can you touch on the difference between this idea of giving up our desire to understand versus having blind faith? Because somebody hearing that might say, you're just saying, have blind faith, to go into this without logic or reason. But there's a big difference here. Can you explain that? There is a big difference that like blind faith, going into it without logic or reason, or it's like, oh, well, it is what it is. I'm just going to accept it. And we do nothing with that. You know, we just say, oh, well, that's just how life goes for me. And we accept the, the that's how life goes for me. But we do nothing with it. We don't take that thing and just place it before the Lord. Like, Lord, this is how life went for me. Can you redeem this situation? You know, and I think giving up our desire to understand, that sets us up in such a really, a really cool way. You just like we talked about earlier about miracles. Like, I don't, if I can wrap my mind around it, it's not a miracle. So you said in an earlier episode that if I can wrap my mind around something, mm -hmm. that it's not a miracle. And talk about how you can't wrap your mind around uh, somebody who moves to another country and finds themselves in, I mean, that, that's, that alone, if you've moved to another country where they speak another language, the culture's totally different, that alone is a desperate situation. So this is a person who's in a desperate situation that finds herself in a much greater desperate situation, crying out for the heart of God, and God unlocks a foreign language to her mm -hmm. that she had never known. She just immediately starts to understand this language. Does it say in the book, I was really curious, can she, like today, does she still understand the language? Did she understand it from that point forward or just in that moment? Oh, yeah. When, when God gave her that gift, that gift is forever. Like, that's hers now. She so when she went to the bodega down the street and she was buying her things for the, for the week, she understood what the shopkeeper was saying? Exactly. She actually had that same question and went to a neighbor and was talking to the neighbor. And the neighbor was like, did you go to language school? How did you learn this? And she understood everything. That's amazing. So she's not saying, she's not just going, oh, well, it is what it is. Uh, it's just how it happened. That, that's blind faith, right? It's ignorant faith. 
But she's saying, I'm not, I'm not trying to figure this out. I needed it. God provided it to me, and I'm going to use it. Exactly. She's saying, thank you, Lord. Right. So instead of trying to understand it, mm-hmm. she's just being grateful. She's, yes. She's, she's grateful. She recognizes that it is a miracle, and she's giving glory to God for the miracle. She doesn't need all the pieces of how the miracle happened. That's out of her control. That's, that's out of even her, her mind realm. That's out of anybody's mind realm. How could that happen? It's a miracle. This is an Acts 2 miracle happening in 2010. Very recent. Yes, this is our generation. Like, and that's God. He's still doing miracles. He's not out of miracles. He doesn't run out. We happen to run out of desperation. But he's still got them, and they're ready and waiting when we're ready to run to him. If you want to hear more, the message is called Grab, Trust, Move. It was released on July 31st, 2022. The message is available on YouTube at Strong Tower Casper in the search bar. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Tower, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no one-